Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the Elite Strategist. You're listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast. In this episode, I interview Bob Lachance. He's the CEO of Reba Global, and he's a real estate investor, a wholesaler. He's a flipper. He buys and holds, and he owns his company, and he has a team of, of uh, virtual assistants specialized to help real estate professionals like myself and like many of you listening out there. You want to listen to this episode because he shares some of the strategies and some of the bottlenecks that hold us back as real estate investors. And he shares some great strategies on how you can offload some of that stuff off to VAs and how they help you scale your business. Great episode, great information. Hope you enjoy it. I'll see you guys on the other side. Welcome to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. Join us on our journey as the host, Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, talks about how ordinary people can become extraordinary with the power of real estate investing. Here, he and his guests share their expert knowledge on how to create wealth through real estate investing, the mindset required to become a millionaire, and what it takes to master the craft. Hey guys, this is Martin Perdomo, the elite strategist, and you're listening to Latinos in Real Estate Investing Podcast, and today's guest on our show is Bob Lachance. And he's the owner of Reba Global. He has been investing in real estate since 2004. He has an um, education program. He's coached hundreds of students. He's done over 900 short sales. He wholesales. He rehabs. He does private money lending. I mean, this gentleman is uh, really doing it and been doing it in, in our business for quite a while now. And welcome, Bob. Um, I hope that I... I gave uh, all the information of all the stuff that you're doing now. If I missed something, please tell us a little bit about, about anything I might have missed, my friend. Yeah, no, no, no problem at all. We'll have some fun in this podcast. Um, you know, you and I both, we had a great conversation before we jumped on about um, a little bit of uh, how our real estate business is going. Uh, you just hired one of our virtual assistants because they also have a virtual assistant company uh, called Reva Global. But um, yeah, you didn't miss anything. It's a great introduction. I really appreciate it. And um, let's get rocking and rolling. Yeah, so, so I want to talk about Reba Global, right? Because as we were talking a, a few moments ago off air, so you guys are a virtual assistant company. And a lot of times as an investor is growing his or her business, and I can speak for myself as my business is scaling and I, you know, we, we've picked up a bunch of units last year. Now this year, 2021, we are... We are rehabbing, we're buying, fixing, and flipping because that's the market we're in. I mean, it's a great opportunity for that in our area right now. And it just, the time gets so crazy, right? You got, if so there's four things. I always teach my students, Bob, four things you need to be doing to grow your business. You need to be making offers, closing on deals, executing on your business plan, whatever that is, where you're flipping, holding, whatever you're doing, and raising capital, right? Yep. Because eventually, if you're doing those first three things, you're going to eventually run out of money. So you always need to be raising yeah. capital. Yeah. Um, so if you're not doing one of those four things, then you are not focusing on the things that lead to the top, that fill the top of the funnel. Those are the things that fill the top of the funnel, which are we call them lead indicators, which 
it, down the line, those are the what what you know pay off. Though if you're not doing those things, you're going to have a bad year. So, what are the activities that you Bob have, have found that a place like Riva Global that provide what are those activities that you guys take off the table for an investor like myself scaling his business or someone even starting out because we have a lot of people starting out yeah. and why why does it make sense to have to have um i know i said a lot there yeah but to have <laughs> I'll, virtual, I'll unpack that I'm, I'm trying i'm trying to express yeah. myself because i i know i have so much there's so much that i want my my virtual assistant to do for me because yeah. i just have there's so much on my plate as I'm scaling my business, so I just have all of this stuff. Yeah, stuff. no, no, anyway. I, I could actually, I could actually unpack that because it's, it's, you know, two things. You're either working on your business or in your business, right? I mean, let's look at you for a, as a perfect example. You rehab and you also buy and hold, right? So those two things, in essence, are two separate businesses, Absolutely. right? But they all start with one thing: you need leads, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you're sitting there and working just in your business you don't have the opportunity to pull yourself up. Like, what did you, let me ask you a question. What did you start with? Did you start um, rehabbing or buying and holding first? I did a rehab first and then yeah. the law of the first deal. I did a, no, well, let me, I'm sorry. My <laughs> first deal was a buy and hold and I was in the mortgage industry in 2007. Nice. That was my first. That's when I went, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I was a hundred grand underwater within a year. Yeah. A year. <laughs> Absolutely. So my uh, the reason, yeah, the reason I'm asking that question is because you start looking at that and you say everyone's business, you have to start somewhere, right? But everyone's business, if you don't have leads, you don't have a business. So I always say, all right, listen, um, if you're starting out, um, it's a lot different than um, you and I in our real estate business today. So if you're starting out, you need to focus on getting leads into your business. So that means, you know, what I'm doing right now um, on different marketing channels, like we just talked about before we got on this call, I have my virtual assistants text messaging, responding back to text messaging and picking up the phone. Whenever you get a warmer, hot lead, they pick up the phone to pre-screen them even more. Now they send them over to our acquisition team, right? We have a, a managed service um, kind of program with Launch Control, which is a text messaging platform, we have that uh, in particular that I have my virtual assistants do for me. And we have other clients that also use that particular platform. I also have my virtual assistants cold calling. So we get um, different motivated seller lists that I'm sure you talk about um, on your, your podcast. And we have them calling every single day. So we offer part Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. Go ahead. There's a lot. So we uh, offer part-time four hours a day um, cold callers or eight-hour a day cold callers. So it depends on what you want there. We, me and my business, I have uh, five cold callers calling for me on a daily basis. So they're dialing, 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 dialing. So what they do is they then send those motivated seller leads off to my acquisition team. So same thing with text messaging, cold calling, and then we also have direct mail. All those direct mail leads come right into my CRM that I use. Um, and at that point, my acquisition team gets those leads. Uh, we're also adding RVM in this week. So ringless voicemails we're adding in this week. So when all of those leads come in, our acquisition team contacts them. Um, I don't know what, in your office, but nine times out of 10, 
we don't have a first call close. So what I mean by that is when our acquisition team first talks to them, they get those warm leads in pushed in through our virtual assistants on text messaging and cold calling, and then direct mail, ringless voicemail, and then our, our acquisition team gets them. Then it goes into follow-up stage. We also have a virtual assistant that's hammered through because we have we have thousands of leads that are that are old and kind of turn cold that our virtual assistant calls on every single day to see if then that individual that we talked to months and months and sometimes years back are interested to sell now. So we kind of have, that is our, if you call our funnel, right? That comes into our business. So um, if I'm brand new, I would focus on, you know, driving in those leads and having a virtual assistant do all of that work for you. Uh, me personally, I run a number of businesses. I don't have the time to go back and forth, you know, send out a blast text message, go back and forth and pick up the phone all day long, right? Because it, obviously you don't have that. We had that conversation before we jumped on the phone. You're, you know, you're going to run out to a rehab that you have, a buy and hold that you have. You got to lease your property out, right? So there's a lot of things that, that as a busy business owner, you don't have those, uh, that time to do. Does that make sense? That makes a ton of sense. You gave me a lot to unpack. So um, my first question is, you said you guys are doing text re, text blasting, um, responding, your VA is responding, they pick up the phone, they're doing cold calls, you are talking to motivated sellers. So which one of these of these strategies that you're currently using with your VAs, which one of those is generating the best results for you? So is it cold calling? Which one you're finding in your business or, or in general with Reva Global that generates the most and quickest results. And the reason I ask that is because maybe you have a newbie that's listening and they're mm -hmm. trying to structure their business and they may not have a lot of money and they're thinking, okay, where should I have my, where should I have my um, VA um, focusing on right first, lowest hanging fruit so I can get my, my many deals as I can, right? You said it leads. Yep, yep. Leads come in. Text messaging is the easiest, right? Um, so that's what I would focus on first, because if you break down all of the, you know, if you look at direct mail, let's just use as an example. And right now, text messaging um, is working, right? Who knows if next year it's going to, we're going to be able to do it. I don't know, right? Nobody knows. No one has a crystal ball. But if you look at text messaging compared to direct mail, as an example, you know, you send out one direct mail piece today. Let's say you send out a thousand pieces. I don't know, depending on what direct mail service you use, it could be $1,000 as an example. And you get a 1% response rate, right? That's, you know, $1,000 times 1%. Um, not a lot, not a ton of leads, right? And you have to consistently do that every single month. You look at text messaging. An initial text message blast is way cheaper. You buy your list, you use whatever text message platform you're going to use. And then you could text back and forth pennies on the dollar in your communication. Direct mail is just one drop and you're done. You're hoping somebody calls you. So that's why I like text messaging. Next, I like cold calling as well. Good. Okay, Sorry. that's what I was gonna ask you. Is texting better than cold calling? Which one Tech is better? Which one is better, more efficient for us if I hire a VA to, to where should I put it to do first? Yeah. I actually it, marry, I marry them together, right? So the managed service um, that we actually set up with our, our partners at Launch Control, which is a text messaging platform, we have what, what are called, and we train our remote lead managers. 
to actually do the text messaging, back and forth responding, and then also picking up the phone and calling. So we kind of marry both of those together um, and you get the best of both worlds. Um, I know a lot of individuals, some individuals just do text blasting and they don't you know, have anybody picking up the phone. We kind of marry both of them together. And that's what I've seen. Um, we're closing about two deals a month right now through that managed service platform. Through texting, and how many text messages would you say that? Five hundred. Uh, it's between five to six hundred a day text messages. Those are brand new. We don't do, we don't do the 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 mass um, spam, if you will. And I use that you know term because if you're sending out ten thousand a day, that's in essence spamming because you're not responding back and forth. Because your response rate, think about this, your response rate in text messaging is no matter what, people are going to respond. It's about, I think, the national average between 18 to 22%. So if you're going to send out all of those text messages and you don't respond, that's spamming, right? But if you send out yeah, 500 a day, you're able to respond back and forth and manage that in a, in a you know, systematic way. All right, guys, this is good stuff, Bob. Thank you for being here. I mean, this is good, really good stuff because a lot of uh, a lot of new guys or even some seasoned guys, this is some of the areas where we struggle is trying to figure out that sweet spot. And um, when do you bring on a, a virtual assistant? What is a virtual assistant do? Why don't we talk about that? What is a virtual assistant? What does a virtual assistant do? And when should someone bring on a, 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 a virtual assistant? Um and and I want to talk about then I, once we we answer that I want to talk about some tasks and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, talk. yeah. So just simply, a virtual assistant is anyone who works virtually, not in your office. So I have a company out of the Philippines. Um, I found that the Philippines is a fantastic country to work in. Uh, I've been doing this since 2014. I've owned a virtual assistant company since 2014. Um, the reason why I picked the Philippines is because um, English is one of their, their national languages, uh, number one. A lot of people don't know that. Um, their English proficiency is very, very good. Um, they have Their accent is neutral, um, and they put out a, a very high value on education. Um, every one of our virtual assistants is four-year college educated. So I think that's that's first and foremost um, why we work out of the Philippines and why we set up our company in the Philippines. So I think that's really, really important. Um, and I think, and what was the other question on top of that one? When, when, when should someone um, hire a, at what point in their business should someone hire a virtual assistant? And what is a virtual assistant? I, I mean, we kind of touched on it. Yep. What kind of, what are some of the tasks that for a real estate investor now, I want to talk about real estate because it's a real estate podcast. Yeah. For a real estate investor, what are some of the tasks that a virtual assistant could do for you? Absolutely. So um, those are very, very good questions. I get that question a lot. Um, what I would do, and this is what I always tell people to do, and this is what I had to do when I first started looking at whether you know I could use a virtual assistant, what a virtual assistant could get off my plate. Um, it's very simple. Um, well, it takes a little time. Um, I would look at my business. I'd give myself probably a three-week kind of window. And I would write down all of the tasks that I'm doing in my day-to-day, you know, work from, let's say if you work nine to five, I mean, real estate investors don't work nine to five. They work a lot more hours than that, right? But let's just say you look at your calendar, you know, grab your, grab your uh, smartphone, you look at your calendar and you say, um, all right, I'm going to start identifying everything I do. So every 30 minutes, carry your notebook with you and write down the tasks that you do. 
right, on, on a daily basis. And at the end of the week, you're going to analyze and you're really going to look at all of those tasks that you did. After two weeks, you're kind of going to get a really good view on all of those tasks that you should get off your plate. So if now if you're starting to do $10 an hour tasks, that's typically, I mean, I heard this quote back, uh, I think it was about two years ago. If you're doing 10 hour, 10 hour, uh, $10 an hour tasks, you're going to have a $10 an hour bank account. Right. And that really, really opened my eyes to say, you know what, that's a great way to look at it. So after those three weeks, when you when you look at your counter, what you do every single week, you're going to look at those tasks and you're going to identify what you want off your plate. Another way to look at it is what is sapping your energy? Right. If you um, if you're looking at lead generation, I mean, when I first started real estate, I door knocked for a year straight, literally door knocked mm-hmm. for a year straight every Monday through Friday. I would get a list of pre-foreclosure properties. And at 10 o'clock in the morning, I would door knock from 10 o'clock to three o'clock. When I got home, I would get the kids off the bus, spend time with, with the kids. And then I would do a reverse address skip trace to try to get their phone numbers. So I'd do 411.com. Again, this is before we had all of these great tools that are available for us, right? But then I would cold call literally right after dinner from 5.30 to about 8.30 at night. So this is what I was doing now. It's very easy to offset. Aside from from, uh, door door knocking, you can now have all those tasks done for you by a virtual assistant via text messaging and cold calling. Get all that off your plate. Of course, you want to door knock. It's a great way to generate leads, but um, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah, everything you said, you said about pay attention to what zaps your energy. Everything you said is energy (laughs) zapper for me. Everything you said. (laughs) (laughs) None of those things I want to do. Period. I just, that's just me personally. None of those yeah. things I want to do, I want to get my, I want to, other than door knocking, of course, but we got technology now, which, you know, we, we didn't have that type of technology back when you started. But all of those things I want to push on to someone else to do. Um, I, I don't consider myself personally a wholesaler. I'm an investor. I don't, I don't wholesale property. I, I do, if there's a deal I can't take on. Um, so I won't, I, I, I won't do a wholesaler's job. Per se. That's why there's wholesale. Pay a wholesale fee, bring me a deal, fine, I'll pay you your fee. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with it. Okay, so so that that's really interesting. So I got another question for you. You said you you personally have five cold callers, and I know you your business, you, you guys wholesale. We talked a little bit yeah. off air a little bit. Part of your business is, is wholesaling. Um, but you guys have five call five cold callers calling on your stuff. I suppose mm-hmm. maybe full time. Are these all full time people? I'm just yeah. trying to get yeah. an idea for stability, and people can get an idea like what to expect. So if you got five callers, five people calling, right? Uh, let's just let's just start with one. If I have yeah. one person calling, cold calling and texting, those two activities, yeah. I don't want to do. Don't have the time to do anyways. Cold calling and texting, twenty to forty hours a week. What kind of results are, and I'm giving them leads, right? And I'm giving yep. them the skip trace leads. What kind of results can can someone expect to get on 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 someone that's just hitting those up? Yeah. So right now on the cold calling side, so we're, I would say if you're going with one cold caller and one full time text messenger, like right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> we in our office right now, we're doing two. Like on the text message side, we're closing two deals a month on text messaging. So the return on investment is phenomenal on, on text messaging. For us today, on the cold calling side, we're at about one and a half uh, closings, but you also have to, on the cold calling side, but you have to also realize we do get realtor referrals. My business partner is also an agent, right? So there's a, mm-hmm. 
and there's a lack of inventory for the retail real estate agents, right? I'm, I'm sure everyone feels that on that side of it. Um, another great lead generator for the retail real estate agents. But for us personally, we're getting one and a half on the cold calling, one and a half closings a, a month, and then two closings a month on the text messaging. Um, do keep in mind though, it really, Martin, you, you could attest this because you just brought on two, I think you said two acquisition guys. Um, yep. You're only as good as your acquisition people. We could drive in a thousand leads to somebody. And if somebody you know, doesn't spend time on um, learning the art of acquisition or sales or that, guess what? Then, then all of those thousand leads are worthless, right? So we, in our office too, we also do train on, um, you know, we have a mentor, a trainer that we pay for that teaches our acquisition team the different, you know, different types of strategies on closing those deals. So, you know, we could have a, uh, our virtual assistant could send us a thousand deals, but if we can't close them, that's on us, right? Does that make Absolutely. sense? 100% yeah. makes sense. It feels yep. right. Sounds good. Um, so one cold caller um, and one text messenger, are, are we, are we talking about, cause you didn't tell me time. Are these, are these people spending 20, 40 hours a week? What are, what are they spending? Yeah. So that's four. Of- yeah. That's 40 hours a week. And what we look for is between one to two hot leads a day. So that means oh. that when they're calling, so the end result that I look for in my business, that is a very good end result is if I could get, you know, to one to two hot or warm leads that we categorize them that sense uh, that's getting sent to my acquisition team. So that means what are you looking at? You're looking at, uh, you know, 40, 50 leads 30. a month. Yep. Something along those lines. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, okay. So I want to go back to a newbie. So a newbie, you got a newbie starting out here and, um, this person is like, you know, I want to wholesale because they, this is what they've heard or they've been listening to mm. my podcast or other podcasts or they've been to a couple of my meetups and they're like, well, I want to wholesale first because that's the easiest, the lowest hanging fruit, my yep. less, risk, less risk and all of that good stuff. We both know. Um, and they're just getting started. Where and how would you advise them to spend their money? I would first start with building a buyer's list. If I'm, if I'm focused on wholesaling, don't spend like don't spend an exorbitant money on marketing yet. You need that buyer's list first. So I would have my I would have my virtual assistant go to all these local Facebook groups, right? Start posting and then start scraping names, put them on a spreadsheet, skip trace them, call them to see if they're real buyers in my market. You could go to Facebook groups, you could go to LinkedIn groups, you could go to Google, you could go to Craigslist, right? Love all that to me. Yeah. And that are, those are all, I would not do that because it would sap my energy in two seconds, right? Yeah, Just like yeah, we talked yeah. about. But it's a great way to start if you're a newbie. Start with that buyer's list side first and great tasks VAs can do are, like I said, you, you know, you could give them access. I give them access to my Facebook so they could then obviously mm-hmm. join those Facebook groups for me, uh, LinkedIn groups, Google, um, and, uh, and also scrape Craigslist. So then you put them on a spreadsheet. Like I said, and then you you skip trace those, find their number, and, and call them and pre-screen them. After that, what I would do is then focus on the marketing side, right? Text messaging, cold calling, direct mail, ringless voicemails to get them back in your funnel. Awesome, awesome. That's yeah. great advice. So okay, so now a newbie has bought on Reba Global. They're they're doing the they're doing the the building of the cash buyers list, mm-hmm. right? 
And now they got their cash buyers list. What should they be doing next? So then what I would do is me as an investor, I would hone in on the market that I want. So focus in, don't spend money through like I live in Connecticut. Don't spend, you know, blast all of Connecticut. What you're going to do is you're going to hone in on where those, you know, you have top five buyers, right? So let's say top five buyers are in, um, you know, Pittsburgh, let's just say Pittsburgh is pretty big, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but where are they specifically buying and what neighborhoods are they buying in? So what you do is you focus then all of your marketing efforts in those areas to, you know, because obviously marketing costs a little money, but I would focus in on, you know, whatever lists you're going to buy, um, whatever phone numbers you're going to skip trace on that particular area. And then I would focus all my energy on that. Makes sense. So you start marketing to motivated sellers there. So you would have your your VA cold call text to whatever list you purchase yep. on there. That is absolutely really good, good advice. Um, what is the expectation of a new person that signs up with Reva Global to or or just not Reva Global, but in general, what is the expectations of a of a person that's just, you know, bringing on a a a um a VA, what is the expectation of leads? I know you're getting one yeah. to your goal is to get one to two hot leads a day, but you know, not everyone ha- is gonna be able to afford to have five callers. You know, they don't right, own right, the right, company. Right. So right. No, I was just giving an example of one one caller. Yeah. So I was giving an example of one caller. Um so one not five. Texter. I was yeah, one texter yeah. and one one caller. So if you're Got a part-time, um, you know, one a day rather than two. Right. So part time, full time, yep. you have one a day rather than two. That's the easiest way to explain that. Um, I mean, there are some other ways to actually drive in leads. I mean, we have uh, one of our VAs do, you know, a Zillow offer system, um, a Craigslist offer system. So going into Zillow and scraping all the for sale by owners, putting them into a spreadsheet and then cold calling to see if they, you know, it, what they do is they're looking at the exact uh, amount of money that they want and see if there's any motivation there by following a script. So again, that's a way of, those are free leads. Those are for sale by owner leads, right? Um, there's a lot of lot of success too for individuals that do like creative financing subject to um, different types of, different types of creative financing offers as well. Um, it depends what kind of investor you are. So the services are, a VA would be really good also for an agent, a real estate agent, I suppose. You said your partner's a real Absolutely. estate agent. So yep. they could get yep. leads through having a cold caller calling those Zillow offer, you know, thing you said, the Zillow offer system you just mentioned and get deals for, for real estate agents, which was my next, which was my next move. Cause we do have some, quite a few real estate agents that listen to us is how could a real estate agent use uh, a virtual assistant? It's the same way. I mean, the real estate agents, you know, transaction courting, they're really, really busy. So on the transaction coordinating side, you know, there's a lot of paperwork going back and forth. Disclosures, you got to make sure all the all the signatures are signed, all the initials are there. That that's really that's a lot of time consuming stuff on the transaction coordinating side. I'm also going back and forth with attorneys, title companies, um, uh, mortgage brokers, setting up inspections. Right, all of that stuff takes a lot of time out of real estate agents' days or out of their day. But if we go back to the front end. Um, one of the challenges that we see right now, even in our market, um, is that agents are always saying, hey, there's a lack of inventory in the market. I have buyers, but there's no inventory. There's no inventory. 
right? So what I personally would do, this has nothing to do with virtual assistants on this side of it, but what I personally do is I would be working with wholesalers in the area. I'd be going to RIA groups. I would say, tell all RIA groups and every every investor out there, even rehabbers saying, hey, send me every single deal you have. I have 12 buyers that are motivated right now. What do you have? What do you have? What do you have? Mm -hmm. So that's what I would do if I'm an agent on the back end, right? To say, Mm -hmm. all right, and I'm working with buyers. If there's a lack of inventory, you got to go where the inventory is. The inventory, guess mm-hmm. what? Our investors, because they do off-market stuff. Yep. That's right. So that's we what I have them. Absolutely. That's a really good strategy because that's what I teach uh, my students is um, if, you're, if you want to be a rehabber and you want to get your first flip is you need to be going to, instead of, if you, if you want to be a flipper, then you shouldn't be doing a wholesaler's job. Your job is to go after wholesalers to go get your deal and get as many wholesalers as possible. It's the same concept. Yep. They have the deal, the off-market deals. You need to go after them, let them bring you deals, but you need to be in front of their faces all the time. It's a different shift though, because agents don't look at it typically on the investment side. They just look at it through the retail glasses because they say, oh, you have to go on for sale by owner sites. That's what they're taught. They're not taught to network with investors who actually have the product. You got to look who has the product, right? Investors. Absolutely. That makes a ton of sense, brother. That makes a ton of sense. So if you are, if someone is listening and they're a veteran, now I want to shift over to veteran, to a veteran investor and they're got their, their plate is just absolutely full with stuff, man. And you know how that is. Um, And it's overwhelming. And now I have to take the time or they have to take the time to, you know, they, they, they know they need a, a, a VA. They just, they just, they don't know where to start. They don't know what to give. They don't know where to, what kind of, does Reva offer any systems to say, Hey man, we have a proven track record. These are the things that you should start. Do you, do you guys offer something like that to take all of that extra mental bandwidth that an investor is going to have to do to uh, just get a VA started? Cause it takes time training. Here's what I got to do. You know, you guys help with that? Yeah, we do. We have a strategy. We have a, a strategy session. Uh, I know you've gone through the process as well. So we have a strategy session that we look to see exactly, you know, how your business looks and what's the biggest pain point. If it is lead generation, right? It's typically goes into a bucket of cold calling, text messaging, right, and um, lead intake. Someone to actually answer the phones and, and pre-screen all those leads coming in. So that's a little different. So when we have a a seasoned uh, investor come to us, they either looking to get more efficient, to scale, or get more time freedom back in their day. So that's typically when you have an individual like yourself, like you have you have rehabs coming in. So there's a pain point in all of our business, no matter what. What is that that's pain right. point? You know, you said the energy the energy drain. You know, has to do with a lot of cold calling, text, lead intake. But on the other side of it, there's also you buy and hold. So property management, you know, there's a lot of property management tasks that you actually can do. You could do, you know, um, VAs. We have a lot of property managers that use our service. Um, They have calls coming into the main line, let's just call it, right? So now a VA can answer those questions, you know, those the questions that are probably the top five questions are all the same. And if you have to answer that phone all the time, it's just brain damage, right? So you're getting yeah. calls from either either tenant complaints, someone on the second floor is complaining about someone on the first floor. It just all crap that just takes your time. So that's one of them. Mainline, if there's a, a, you have any leasing, 
uh, VAs could take care of leasing, lease renewals, um, collections, right? Accounting, things like that on the other side of it. So it all depends on what niche of real estate you're in, right? That you could definitely fill those, those tasks. That's, that's awesome. Like I said to you, Bob, I, I really, um, I really believe in what you guys are doing. I really, <laughs> I, I believe that the way to get to the next level is to stop doing $10 an hour job. And um, a lot of times we're we're just taught to go 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 go, especially achievers, overachievers. Sometimes we just we're just we just go 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 because we're achieving. I know I'm guilty of it. I'm just yeah. going going going. And um, it's happened to me. And we have to figure out a way to work smarter, not harder. This is a way to work smarter, not harder. Leveraging yourself. Stop doing ten dollar an hour job because, like you said, if you're doing a ten dollar hour job, you're going to have a ten dollar an hour bank account. <laughs> I don't want that, my friend. No disrespect <laughs> to make that all an hour, but <laughs> I, cer- I certainly don't want that. I've been there, by the way. I've, I've, okay. I've been there where I've earned ten dollars an hour. Um, so, if people want to get us, so by the way, we have a link. We have a link, um, an affiliate link with with Riva. We're going to put that in, in in the show notes. But if people want to get a hold of you, sir, how can they? How can they reach you? How can they find out more information about you? How, where can people? You know, I'll tell you this. If I was on the other side listening to this podcast two years ago, I'd have hired you guys. I would have called immediately and hired you guys in the spot. <laughs> yeah, no, I appreciate it. And, and you know, it's funny. It's, uh, you know, investing a long time. I didn't learn about virtual assistants until it was 2013. And I got my first VA. I would, you know, going back, that was almost 10 years into my business. I'm like, oh, that's the answer. So it's you're 100% yeah. right. But um, you could check us out. Obviously, we have a Riva Globe on Facebook. Um, we have an Instagram page. Um, obviously, our website, uh, RivaGlobal.com. But go through, obviously, go through uh, your link that you're going to put in there. It, it sends it right to us. Yeah, no problem. But RivaGlobal.com is your is your, your your page. Right? We'll put all the links. We'll put all that information. Um, you guys are on Facebook. You're on Instagram, too? Yes. We'll, we'll put all of those links for IG. And... Um, Finally, lastly, from one investor to another, any parting words of wisdom for any listeners on what's happening in the market and what are your project? Just as, again, this is outside of, uh, of Riva, oh, but what are your um, projections or predictions as to when the market will correct? Because there will be a correction sooner yeah, or later. Yeah, there will. Um, but I think. Um, what are you guys doing? Yeah, interest rates are low. And there's a lack of inventory. So, and yep. the, the eviction moratorium keeps getting pushed out and pushed out and pushed out and pushed out. So it's going to be very good for, you know, I'll say with, for another year, it's going to be great. Um, after that, um, I don't know, because it, it all depends on what happens when eviction moratorium foreclosures then flood the market, but there's a lack of inventory. So I think it's, it's going to even out. Um, I think it, it really boils down to what the, what those interest rates are at. Um, I think that's really going to be an indicator that we should all look for, look at. Awesome. Awesome. That's my same thought is watching what the politicians are doing. So with uh, <laughs> eviction moratorium, you've got to watch that. Yep. We can't control that. They do that. Yep. Then we got to build our strategies and we got to sit and think about that. And um, same, I, I feel the same way. I think we're going to, it's going to be at least to the end of the year, we're going to have a good, a strong market. Don't yep. know about next year, right? Depending right. on what happens <laughs> inventory and foreclosures although i think that the banks might just even if they get an influx of foreclosure by the way i don't know if you've if you've seen this but they're starting to watch the trends those states that are loosening up on the 
on the restrictions, right? For COVID restrictions, yeah. those states that are looser on the restrictions, as, as they loosen up the restrictions, people are starting to pay their mortgages. They're starting to catch up on their mortgages. So a lot of that forbearance stuff, people are coming out as the restrictions. There's, there seems to be a correlation. There's some some report I, I, I read the other day. Um, so maybe maybe they, it won't be as crazy. I mean, it's just been a crazy last 24 months, 12 months. Who knows, brother? You know, yep. who, <laughs> who knows? knows what can happen, right? Who knows what can happen? What I do know for sure is, us, you know, being old enough to have lived through 9-11 is that um, a 9-11 could happen or anything like that could happen and that could, anything can shake up the market, right? Look at what happened. How, how about a pandemic? Yeah, how about a pandemic? Yeah, look, at, look, at, look at COVID, right? COVID <laughs> came and I, this thing had a total opposite effect of what I thought it would have. Yep. Agreed. Bob, I, it, I just had a total opposite effect. I was like, okay, the market's going to correct. This is a correction. This is what forced a correction, blah, blah, blah. And it had an opposite effect. No inventory, the lockdowns. I mean, it just had a total opposite effect. So who knows, man? It's crazy. Who knows, brother? Well, anyways, thank you for being here, brother. I really appreciate you. Again, guys, we're going to put the links down on the uh, on, on the show notes. So check that out. If, uh, if you or anyone you know needs to hire a, a virtual assistant or you just all those pain points that Bob was just talking about and your stress. I know the feeling. I'm talking. I'm coming from a place of experience, right? You, you're having those pain points. You're just running and you're doing and you're doing and you need to start scaling and you need to start giving this stuff up. You need to reach out to Reva Global. We're gonna put those links down there for you and um, at least have a conversation with them and see how they can help you and how you can work things out. Bob, thank you for being here, brother. Really appreciate you and I look forward to having you back on soon. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Martin. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Latinos in Real Estate Investing podcast, the top information hub for real estate investors and entrepreneurs within the Latino community. If you like to invest passively in real estate with our group, please email martin at premierridgecapital.com.